0: Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 146th episode of Bouncing Back, the video series meant to give people who are looking for a job in this post-COVID job market an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 104th episode as part of my partnership with The Avail List, an unbelievable website that's followed all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. In this episode, we have Sophia Chris who was most recently a strategist at The Many. Now, Sophia, really happy to have you here.
1: Yeah, I'm pumped to be here.
0: <laughs> Maybe maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the last year, two years, how you've been keeping busy and, you know, your your situation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've been uh, definitely keeping busy. I think we all can relate to that. <laughs> Doubling down almost, it seems. Over the past couple of years, I've worked at a couple of different agencies. I've moved cities mid-pandemic twice now, so, you know, between work stuff and life stuff, I feel like it's been a lot of consistent change and upheaval. But in a lot of ways, I think for me personally, that almost feels purifying to be able to start fresh in new places and um, with new people. So it's, it's honestly been a good experience for me to, to be going through a lot of big shifts.
0: Yeah, a little bit of a silver lining through all this. And I've heard it from a bunch of the interviews If you know, people who are maybe Cut off guard or unexpected change in employment, and then when they end up somewhere new, they're like, "Oh my god, this was such a blessing." This guy is like, never would have imagined myself X wherever I end up, but like, thank God I did.
1: Yeah, definitely relate to that.
0: Sure that that will be the same. Maybe just start off by telling everyone now a little bit about yourself. Maybe some clients you worked on, where you've worked, etc. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my most recent position was with the many as a social strategist. So, working with eBay across their luxury verticals, which is everything from high end watches to Pokemon cards. So, been able to do a lot of very interesting audience work. Um, I also worked with eBay Style, eBay for Business. So, dipping my toe into a lot of different areas of the behemoth that is eBay. Um, So while I was most recently doing social strategy, prior to that, I was doing brand strategy. That's really my bread and butter. And at my agency prior to the many, GSNF, I was one of only two strategists for an agency of about 100 people. So any strategic ask that came in the door for any client we had on the business was my territory. So covering everything from, of course, creative briefing to naming strategy to um, brand amplification workshops with clients, lots of persona building, but all the work that I do, whether it's from a social perspective or from a brand perspective is really coming through a lens of cultural competence. Uh, I have a very hungry brain constantly doing research, whether I'm clocked in or clocked out, you never stop being a strategist. So, um, I've done a lot of strategic POVs on a variety of topics from how brands can effectively enter the metaverse to uh, what does brand citizenship look like in the wake of Black Lives Matter. And a lot of the work that I do is is centered around social justice. I've been able to lead diversity, and equity, and inclusion um, in different capacities across agencies. So uh, whether... I'm, you know, wearing my strategy hat that day or wearing a DEI hat, all of the work for me really blends together. I think more and more with client work, we're starting to see um, a a consistency between those conversations around social justice, around um, environmental and social governance issues and the work of the work in the day-to-day. So it's exciting for me to, to be able to be a part of so many projects that are tying all those pieces together.
0: Yeah, it's great to one, you know, that experience, but to get your hands dirty and kind of blending the two, you know, which, like you said, makes so much sense to come together. And glad that, you know, one, you had the experience of being one of two strategists in a, in a bigger agency and getting your hands in everything. And then at the many, maybe focusing a little bit more on just social. Do you have a, a a preference on whether you stick in the, in the social strategy or you want to go back to doing the bigger brand stuff or a little bit of both?
1: Yeah. I mean, This might be a hot take, but I personally think that the time of specialization and strategy is is dying a little bit. Everyone needs to be a generalist at this point in the game. So while I personally love brand strategy that, like I said, that's my bread and butter. That's what I love to do most. Social strategy is absolutely a part of brand strategy and it highly influences the way that I put together my briefs. So, you know six or one half dozen of the other, I think I'm always going to be involved on all of those areas.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's the same for creative as well. Like putting social before your title makes no sense because any creative should be able to touch the multiple facets of a business and, and creative. So if you can't do it all, you know, you have focusing on one or two things kind of become an odd one, odd one out. Mm-hmm. What What are you looking for in your next role?
1: Yeah, biggest priority for me, I've been talking with a lot of agencies, doing a lot of different kinds of work. And what I always look for is who's doing big work, who's doing culture-oriented, culture-first work. Um, You know, I think every strategist who's worked in more than one agency has had the opportunity to work with clients who are willing to push outside the box, do something exciting, and at the same time, probably also be working with a client that's very traditional, that kind of wants to pop last year's work in the microwave, reheat it, and bring it out for this year. So for me, what I'm hungry for is is being with a client, being with an agency team that wants to do something new, wants to do something exciting. So that, that's really the the priority for me.
0: Yeah. No, I can't, can't disagree with that. That's, that's why we do this. We want to do one culturally relevant work, but we want to do work that gets seen and makes an impact and is, is great and pushes the envelope. So. All all that's really, really fun. What are some of your best qualities?
1: I talked a little bit about this earlier, but I've got a, a majorly hungry brain. I think that for me, so much of the reason why I do strategy is because I literally get paid to be curious. I get paid to ask questions. I get paid to Google things that I don't know anything about write up an entire narrative about it and then share it with someone else and get their feedback so it's a very personally enriching job um i think there's always the bonus too of being in an environment where i'm constantly surrounded by such creative people i really get to draw off the energy of my teams um so yeah it's it's being curious for me i feel like that's my number one thing
0: yeah, which as a strategist is is great and what you need for sure. It it is funny, yes. Sometimes you know, kind of just pinch ourselves of like we get paid to do this for a living to like write out the wackiest shit possible and like sell it through and then maybe go and produce yep. it and like that's what we're getting paid for. All right, pretty good. It's, it's,
1: it's a pretty good gig. Yes,
0: yeah, it's it's a fun, fun time for sure. Do you have a favorite project or brief that you've written or worked on?
1: Oh gosh. Um one of the things I've really enjoyed doing, and anytime I get the chance, I jump on this is to do pro bono work, to do nonprofit work. Uh, I had the opportunity to work with an organization called now called life keys international. I actually helped them with their naming strategy as well. Um, It's an organization that takes a really holistic approach to equipping incarcerated and recently incarcerated um, youth in central America to achieve essentially life turnarounds. So providing them with, um, educational assistance with, um, professional assistance, as well as just like building community. So getting to work with a brand like that is always such a treat for me, but the work that we actually got to do together was huge as well. It was a holistic rebrand, everything from the brand why, literally stripping the brand down all the way to the bare bones and building it back up, um, to tonality getting deep into their audience work, putting together segmentations and personas, value props, like I said, the naming strategy, visual identity. So um, I think as a strategist, it's always really special to, to get to see something through start to finish. A lot of times we'll come in and kind of be thrown in on just an individual project. We're there for the beginning, we kick off the creative team, and then we get shuffled off to the next gig. And uh, this was a really unique opportunity to actually get to be there for the entire process and, and have a voice in that process.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. And, and I, I, I think I strive and I know a lot of creatives I work with do the same of like keeping the strategists involved because you see so many times you get briefed and then right, they kind of disappear. But the strategists who pop up and are there to bounce ideas off and, and to improve the ideas are, are the ones that at least I personally love working with.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: First, I love that you have a portfolio because any strategist who has a portfolio is like automatically goes up a few notches in, in my books. But I saw in your portfolio that you say you're a fresh thinker. So just curious yeah. know, how you frame what is what does being a fresh thinker mean to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For me, like I said before, with being very culture oriented, all of the work that I do is coming from that lens so being fresh for me means making connections between new ideas in new and exciting ways and as a strategist so much of our job is not only getting the the creative team excited about the work but it's getting the client excited about the work it's helping them look at a brief that they wrote in a completely new light because we brought in an exciting insight that they've never considered before so like i said with about having a hungry brain too. I think that create, creativity comes from having a variety of diverse inputs, shuffling those all together, and then seeing what comes out. Um, so I think I really benefit from, from being curious, from kind of being a magpie when it comes to new ideas and information, and seeing how all those pieces can connect in a fresh way.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's important, again, what we're paid to do, but not everyone actually does it well. You, you touched on it already, but what type of resources, and, and don't tell all your secrets, but what type of resources do you use or research do you do to kind of find your best insights and undercover, you know, some of those human truths? I know a lot of strategists read a lot, a lot kind of scour the internet for just like anything that's you know, trending online. A lot of people go to Twitter. Where do you kind of go to just stay up to date and find these little factoids?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everything is relevant um... Honestly, there are probably a lot of subconscious inputs that really heavily influence my work that I'm not even aware of. Of course, I do very consciously also (laughs) seek out those creative inputs. So everywhere from going on TikTok, seeing what's happening in culture right now to I'm really interested in art. I am a member of the High Museum here in Atlanta. Anytime there's an artist talk, or a curator's talk, you will find me there. I think there's so much to learn from these patterns that we see in art and how those show up in culture, how those have influenced culture. So um, it's it's kind of coming from everywhere, to be honest.
0: Yeah, which is a good a good answer. I mean, that, that's there is no right answer, of course, and that's again why I love this industry. Like, creatively, everyone concepts totally differently. From a strategy perspective, everyone finds. Their insights and and works totally differently, but there's just so much out there and being able to retain it all and turn it into these kind of insightful briefs is always interesting to me. What, What will a company be getting if they did reach out and hire you?
1: I think, I mean, objectively, if someone gets me, they're getting a strategist who is a jack of all trades, but without the option of being a master of none, I think all of us are required to know a little bit about everything, but I've really assembled a strong portfolio of diverse work across B2B, B2C, c nonprofit. profit um, I've worked in brand strategy across pretty much every facet of brand strategy, social strategy as well. But I think what really sets me apart is is that culture forward lens, is the work in DEI that I've done previously and that I continue to do.
0: Do you have any, any preference on if you want to freelance or go full-time?
1: I've had some freelance opportunities float my way that are extremely tempting, but at the end of the day, I'm looking for a culture fit. You know, I'm looking for somewhere where I can build a team that supports one another. I don't know how accessible that is always in a freelance context. So I'm really looking for full-time.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. What do you do outside of work?
1: Ooh, outside of work. I I think it kind of depends on the season a little bit. Um, right now, while I'm navigating the early summer in Atlanta, I'm getting out and skateboarding whenever I can, whenever it's not raining, which unfortunately is pretty frequent still. Um, but I love yoga. I actually also, <laughs> and I always feel a little bit vulnerable sharing this <laughs> in a professional context, but I have a second job as well that's just a little a little fun job that i do on the weekends working at a boba shop which i have done for at least a year now and it kind of started out as one of those things where i was like oh i go to this place all the time it's kind of becoming my comfort spot (laughs) um a little bit i might as well just start working here like i've got the weekends i'm not doing anything i just moved to atlanta um And I absolutely love it. I love working in service industry. I just think that it's such a unique opportunity to get to interact with like such a huge variety of people. Atlanta is an extremely diverse city in every way that word can be defined. Um, So I don't know, just getting to be in these really simple interactions with the people in my neighborhood. I think there's just something really sweet about that and also like just interesting. It's just interesting to see like who's around here, who calls this place home and such a huge diversity of people that I get to share this awesome city with.
0: Yeah, I love that. And definitely again, you know, maybe not intentional, but a, a great place to just people watch and and like you said interact with a bunch of different people and learn about people and interact and I'm sure get some some insights and thought starters from there as well.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: The last question really for me is if there's a dream client, brand, agency, someone you want to give a little shout out to.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is always so tough because I think I am from a generation. that's very skeptical of having heroes. seems like as soon as you're like, yes, this is, this is a person, or this is a brand that I really love. Something comes out about them and you're like, you know what? I actually don't want to associate (laughs) myself with them. Um, but with that being said, I think that there are brands that I really admire and would love the opportunity to work with a brand like them. Um, there's a really small Gen Z oriented Australian makeup brand called Fluff. And I have never seen a more brilliant approach to branding or social than this tiny little brand they have absolutely nailed what it means to understand your audience. And I think for this upcoming generation where they're not interested in being served baked content, they want to be served an opportunity to participate and actually contribute to the conversations a brand is having. Fluff is nailing that. And I love to see it. I would love to see more brands adopt that approach.
0: Yeah. I love that. I got to look them up for sure. Love any good social strategy and social, you know, channel. So definitely gonna look at that. And I mean that's that's really it for me. Otherwise, you know, thanks so much for for hopping on, putting yourself out there and doing something like this.
1: Yeah, of course. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. I always love to chat strategy. Do it all day. I get paid for it. So love doing it.
0: Right. Awesome. What's what's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, I'm available on LinkedIn, Sophia Cursier. I'll spell that also because that's a mouthful. It's K R E S S I E R E R. I've got a personal website on there as well, but LinkedIn is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me.
0: Awesome, and I'll tag all of that when I when I post this in a few, you know, maybe two or three weeks. But that's really it for me. That's a wrap. I think for the 146th episode of Bouncing Back. You know, anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry. Have them shoot me an email at malow at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. And You can also listen to all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. Thanks so much. All right, thank you.